This is Wes Ruff, and you're listening to the Revival in 2020 podcast. Everybody here looking for revival in our own hearts and across the land. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Wes again with Road to Revival. Wanted to take a little bit of time today to specifically talk about love under the current political realities we're all dealing with every day. It's obvious we have. It's obvious to anyone who's paying attention that we have all seen and maybe even been a part of uh, difficult arguments online. Uh, lines are pretty starkly drawn in the country right now of conflict, where people can very easily say or do the wrong thing, and we end up with an explosive situation. This is difficult, further compounded by the realities that we are dealing with a pandemic in which many churches and businesses have closed down and people are relegated into their homes using technology in an effort to continue to build and and, and create community and maintain relationships. It all gets tiring. It all gets stressful. It all gets uh, old. And when we start getting worn down to the point where we have anger constantly exhibiting itself when we see difficult to deal with people, our anger is often what leads us into conflict. I've seen quite a few people out there saying it's time for everybody to pick up their rifles and go storm the Capitol. Uh, when someone, I've seen several on the right say that. I've seen quite a few people on the left. They were saying the exact same thing when their candidate was not in office. And so when I look at how people are acting and responding to the situation, it's clear that we're in a bit of a powder keg situation here and that we need a higher reality to lead us through not only the time frame that we're in, but how we're going to deal with these situations. Now, I think it's, um, I would say that it's fairly clear that we have to, first of all, be sure that we're not allowing our fleshly anger to mask itself as a form of righteousness fighting for freedom and that then we will uh, pick up our guns and go start shooting people. While I know that it's a small amount of people on both sides who have the attitude that they need to wipe out the opposition, I still think that we all need a real serious example and, and, and schooling, as it were, in love. And I'm not talking about learning to love people in, the, in a way that often seems weak that the church has communicated um, I feel like we often don't necessarily get the best examples or uh, understandings of what we're actually called to do or be when the Bible tells us that we're called to love God with all that we are and we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves. If we go out there with our human love and we love with what we are inclined to, as Scripture says, we will, what we'll do is we'll end up just loving our friends and scorning our enemies. But Everybody does that. There's nothing special about that. I, I don't have a particular fondness for people who have tried to hurt me in the past. But if I only go out there and love my family and I don't learn how through God to love even those who have wounded me deeply, I'm not doing anything extraordinary until I learn how to love with God's love. And I want to reiterate, human love is going to fail you right now. Human love is going to fail you. Endless, the endless sanctifying of sentiment that we go through in our culture to idealize uh, all sorts of nonsense on any level. It All it does is distracts us from the truth that we are called to love people. We are not called by God to simply tolerate them. 
And this goes for our enemies as well. And I'm, and to be perfectly frank, I know that loving my enemies is something that God needs to instruct me in, and he has been. But I've also learned that it's going to take his love working through me to love my enemies right now. And in many cases, it is a choice. I found relief for this particular struggle in my own life, and it's an ongoing form of relief. But I found relief in this particular struggle in my own life when I get on my knees every day and when I pray. And I know that people may be tired of hearing me say that, and believe me, I understand why. But that is the secret to success in the Christian life. The secret to success is spending time with your maker, not uttering mere prayers and throwing them at the ceiling, hoping that something sticks. It is when we experience the relational presence of God that we grow. It is in his presence that we cannot help but be changed. And for me to become the man that I need to be, the husband, the father, the employee, the leader, the uncle, one day the grandfather, I'm not quite there yet, but for me to be the person I need to be in these areas, the person that God envisions me being, I must get on my knees and encounter him every day and I must orchestrate my life around my encounters with God. Because God is not meant to fit into a particular compartment in my life and from there exercise his authority. God is the type of being, and there's only him, he's the only one who's like this. He is the being that we learn how to orchestrate our lives around, demonstrating his lordship in our lives. And when he is Lord, he gives us what we need to do the things he's called us to do. He gives us faith. He gives us hope. And the greatest of these, as Paul the Apostle said, is love. And let me tell you, and I'm getting excited even as I'm saying this, there are evil people at work in the country and all over the world right now doing evil things, and we are called to learn to love them. And this is not a weak thing. Learning to love someone despite their evil is an, and is, is an incredibly powerful transformation of the human heart. And that in that moment, when we learn to love the way that God does, we have just done something that is divine. It has God's fingerprint on it. And it will resonate throughout eternity as a powerful victory won. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. When we struggle with God into the places where we're finally able to do things the way he is leading. All heaven takes notice of that victory, and this basically gets recorded. Heaven pays attention to the places on earth where human beings are learning to live out the will of the Father in heaven. They're learning to live out his will on earth just as it is done in heaven. This is a glorious and powerful truth a powerful reality, and we are all called to pivot our lives into his presence. Make no mistake, without that pivot, if you don't pivot your life around God, then you are simply expecting God to fit into your life. And you know what? Sometimes that can be tough because sometimes we struggle to find minutes in our schedule. And it doesn't help to have anyone stand up and say, well, you know, you need to measure your time better. You need to utilize your time better. That may all be true. But when we're overwhelmed and we're drowning, the last thing we want to hear is that we got to put one more, one more thing on the schedule. But ladies and gentlemen, I plead with you. I beg you. If you will spend time in prayer every day, 
pivot your life around that, around your time of prayer with God. Treasure that time of prayer with God. Listen to him as he speaks to you throughout the day. You will find your relationship with God growing. It will bloom like a flower in the desert. God will water it and take care of it. The faith that he gives you will sustain you even when you cannot hold yourself up. And when you have lost hope and you find your way into the presence of God, all of a sudden, the mental and emotional and intellectual fog clears and you see the truth. These these are beautiful, beautiful realities. These are so important to us. These are so important to us uh, theologically and historically as Christians. We are called to love our enemies. And let me tell you something. There are people out there right now who are justifiably angry at many things that have taken place in American culture for the last 40 or 50 years. We've seen a lot of injustice. We've seen a lot of dishonesty. We've seen evil people prosper. And we wonder, how can God allow this? And then we start to very quickly say, well, you know what? It's time for armed revolution. I don't believe that it's time for that yet. And I do not believe that I, and let me, and I say this as someone who is a Second Amendment supporter. I own several firearms, but I am not about to pull those out and as some have suggested, then go to work. I do not believe we're at that place, even though things have a serious hint and hue to them these days. But I believe God is leading us to a place to ask Him to lead and direct us. And I believe that if he gives us faith to pray for revival, if he's given you faith to pray for revival, stand there, stand in that place and tell God of your commitment to learn to love your enemies with his love, not with human love, but with his love, because our love fails. His love does not. And every day when we go to him on our knees, we need to realign with who he is and with his leadership and lordship in our lives. And we find then and there that truly his yoke is easy and his burden is light. May God give you the God-given perspective that you and I, that we all need to navigate the tempestuous waters that are before us today. May God provide for all of our needs physically according to his riches and glory. May God provide for all of our needs spiritually. May God give us wisdom to know the moment that we need to be on our knees expectantly waiting for him to appear and to begin to set things right. There is a revival that's coming and there's word that in some places it has already started. People are coming to faith in Jesus Christ and ladies and gentlemen, let's get on board with it. Let's do it together. Let's be praying together. Let's be seeking heaven together. Let's be seeking the face of our maker. Let's go to him and say, oh God, Show me your glory. Show me your glory and make your name great in my life, in this day, and in this time. Align me with your truth and establish a bulkhead against evil, darkness, and injustice and establish that bulkhead in my life. Be a fortress, O God, in my life and shine a light in the darkness. I'm not going to curse the darkness. It's time, as someone else once said, to light a candle, and I would take it further to say it's time to light a torch of the truth in our culture in the name of Jesus Christ, and it's time for us to come to our God and let him teach us how to love the same way our Savior did. May God richly bless you and be with you. Thank you so much for those of you who listened. I pray that you are blessed and encouraged. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Revival in 2020 podcast. For more information about the ministry, please visit revivalin2020.org. 
Yeah.